stand. We'll stand if you can't. You can reverence the Word of God sitting. Notice what the Bible said in verse 23. And as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, and out of the armies of the Philistine, and spake according to the same words, and David heard them. They had already, in verse number 4, and there came out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits in a span. Depending on how you measure the cubit, most folks say that is at least nine and a half foot tall. It mentioned him again in verse number 23. David heard what he said. Then go again with me, if you will, in verse number in verse number 43, And the Philistines said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air, to the beasts of the field. And then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the gods of the armies of Israel, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defiled. This day will the Lord deliver thee into the, my hand, and I will smite thee, and take thy head from my, I like that, and take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day under the fowls of the air and to the wild beast of the earth and all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel and all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear for the battle is the Lord's somebody ought to say amen right there and he will give you into our hands and it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David that David was scared and run backwards. That ain't what it said. David hasted and run to, uh, toward the army to meet the Philistine. David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slang it. Boy, God likes country folk, don't he? And smote the Philistine in his forehead that the stone sunk. That word there, sunk, means like a rock in a pond into his forehead, and he fell upon his face to the earth. Y'all have heard me say it, but just picture this. David running, throwed the stone, got the velocity of the force of that stone being slung by a man who's running, and instead of that Goliath falling backwards, God smacked his head right into that stone and slammed him on his face. That's what I believe. What's the other excuse? Amen. What's the other explanation? Amen. So David prevailed over the Philistine by the sling and of the stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. And therefore David ran and stood upon the Philistine and took his sword and drew it and cut off the and cut and drew it out of the sheep thereof and slew him and cut off his head therewith. And when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they fled. Let's pray. Father, we pray today, God, that you'd help me, Lord. Lord, I stand where no man can help me but thee. I stand, Lord, on the prefaces of a message, Lord, that you've burned in my soul. And 
Lord, if I could give it like you gave it. Lord, if I could, uh, Lord, somehow or another, put it into their heart like you've put it into mine. I know we'll leave out of here walking on the high, high places. Lord, we'll leave out of here helped and encouraged. I pray you might touch me mentally and physically, emotionally. Lord, touch me most of all spiritually. Give me unction, eyes, power of the Holy Ghost. Hit me, Lord. I pray to preach and mind you. Thank you, dear God, for answered prayer. God, I know you got something in store tonight. And I want to mind you. I want to do what you'd have us to do. Help us to look at these three places in the Bible and preach what you've laid upon our heart. Lord, we'll give you thanks and give you glory. Lord, know if anything good happens, it'll be for you. And because of you, empty me of flesh. Empower me, Lord, with thy spirit. And help me to preach the unsearchable riches of power of Christ and the power of the Holy Ghost. Help me to do it for your glory. We'll love you and thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If the Lord would help me for a little while and I could manage to get out of his way, I want to preach tonight on this thought. Three dogs that didn't make the show. Three dogs that didn't make the show. I don't know if you've ever been uh, uh, showing dogs, but I used to show coon dogs with my dad. I remember we went up to Saluda one time, and these guys paid big money, and uh, they had big dogs and paid big money to enter into that. They was going to win a $3 blue ribbon. And they wasn't going to get much out of it but bragging rights. But some of them, brother, Scott didn't even have a dog that could make the show. I want to look in the Bible tonight and by the help of God, look at three dogs that didn't make the show. Look with me, if you will, in your Bible in verse number 23. In, in, <coughs> excuse me, in verse number 23, notice what the Bible says. The Bible said in verse number 23 that the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name. Notice the word before that I read in the middle of the word that was the word champion. You read over in the other verse that I read to you in verse 43. And the Philistine said unto David, am I a dog? I want to preach tonight, number one, on, on this champion dog. He is a dog that, he's a champion dog. He's, I mean, he's a big dog. Hey, would you all agree with that? He's nine foot and five inches. Hey, man, if you measure the cubit from the tip of your finger uh, to your elbow, he is uh, a big dog. Uh, now, you could say uh, if you're going to have a show uh, and you want to have the biggest dog, uh, he might make the show, uh, but he ain't going to make the show, guys. Uh, it's going to be the last day he ever lives. Amen. Hallelujah. He is a dog uh, that doesn't know what he is. Uh, you notice the Bible said in verse number 43, Am I a dog? Uh, you could say this, he's a big dog, uh, but he's a blind dog. I, I want to say you can't help nobody uh, that don't know who they are. I remember when I got under conviction, uh, it was then and there uh, that I realized what I was. Uh, I was lost and undone. Uh, I was headed to hell. Uh, but friends, you can't help nobody. Uh, 
uh, that don't know what they are or where they are. Uh, it's like trying to help somebody uh, that's struggling with their salvation. Uh, ain't nobody can help them but God. Uh, and they want you to give them an answer. Uh, uh, but until God shines the light, uh, uh, they ain't no help for them. Uh, uh, this dog, he is a big dog. He's a, a blind dog. Uh, uh, but he's a barking dog. I look what the Bible said in verse uh, number 25. Uh, he's barking out obscenities. The Bible said he, he uh, in verse 25, uh, and the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man that has come up? Uh, surely to defy Israel has he come up. And it shall be that the man who killeth him, uh, uh, the king will enrich him uh, and great riches and give him his daughter uh, and make his father's house free in Israel. Uh, he said he's come up to defy God uh, and he's come up to defy the armies of God. Uh, that's what riled David up. Uh, he said, is there not a cause? Uh, how is it that this uncircumcised Philistine is being allowed uh, uh, to say something against God and his people. That's the way I feel when people start talking about the church. I start running down preachers. I start running down my Bible. Hey, I get fighting mad, friend. I believe it's right how to be angry at sin not. You're going to have to be mad about what God's mad about. God don't like sin and we ought not like sin. I don't like God. I don't like people tearing up God's people. I sure don't like it when God's people tear up other ones of God. God's people. Here's a dog. He's his bark is bigger than his bite. Would y'all say amen? Amen. There he is a barking dog. He's a big dog. He's a he's a blind dog. He's a bragging dog. Look what he said in verse number 44. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, I'll give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and the beast of the field. Boy, he's bragging. He's talking about all he's going to do, how he's going to whoop up David. Amen. And as a matter of fact, it goes on to say, he said, am I a dog that you would send this young boy? He said it because he was young and ruddy. He said, am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? He mocked David because of his youth. In verse number 42, he mocked him because he is fair. He mocked him because he is ruddy. Hey, listen, God, I don't have to send a man to do a boy's job. Somebody say amen. Hey, God's on this team. It didn't matter how little he was. He could have sent a baby out there. He, he looked at him. He's bragging. He's big. But I love this right here. He's beat. Amen. Look what he said in verse number 49. And David put his hand into his bag and took thence a stone. Amen. And slang it and smote the Philistine and his forehead and the stone sunk up into his head. Boy, I like that. He ran under the dog. That guy didn't know what he was. He said, am I a dog? Everybody knows in the Bible that the Philistines, the Gentiles, are considered dogs. He just didn't know what he was. And he ran to him. He was barking. He was bragging. Hey, man, he was big. Everybody is scared of him. I'm going to tell you, I used to work for UPS. It ain't them big dogs you got to worry about. It's them little ankle nippers you got to worry about. 
I ain't never been bit by a big dog, but I have been bit by a little dog. My wife got bit. I think it was a weenie dog. I'm going to tell you right now, them little dogs, you better watch out. Uh, he looked at old David, didn't think this much. Uh, uh, but, and he said, uh, remember what Saul said? Uh, he said, you're going out there to fight him, David. You're a youth, uh, and this man's been a fighter from his youth. He comes from a family of fighters. I can see David back there saying, let me at him. Let me at him. He might come to me with a family of fighters, but I come to him with a father who fights. Amen. I say hallelujah. It's everybody in church on Wednesday night. Uh, it don't matter how big they bark. Uh, that devil raises cane. Uh, them jots come our ways. Uh, it seems like uh, we're not going to win the battle, but the battle ain't ours to begin with. Uh, it looks like he's got all the makings uh, of making the show, uh, but by the end of the story, he ain't even got a head. Uh, can somebody say amen? He didn't make the cut, friend. Uh, I say hallelujah for the bigger the bigger the giant, amen, the bigger the target, and the bigger they are, the harder they fall. I say amen, amen. Thank God for that. Take your Bible. Turn over to 2 Samuel, chapter number 9 in your King James Bible. It's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. I preached the revival up in mountains. I can't even tell you how to get there. You can't get there when the roads is closed. It's on the Blue Ridge Parkway. I told somebody the other day, they come in the bookstore, they said, Preacher, they's from out of town. I ain't going to tell you where they's from, <laughs> but you know they went from around here. They said, everywhere I go, these churches. These churches up there, we looked at land Hendersonville. We looked at land in East Flat Rock. Man, there's a church in every holler, every crook, and every cranny. I said, praise God. Hey, man, this, ground, this area around here is known as the buckle of the Bible Belt. Hey, man, they, they, they churches got together and started churches. A Friendship Baptist Church up in Hendersonville got together with Silver Creek Baptist Church over there in Mill Spring. They're the one that planted. Mountain Valley Baptist Church that brother Nick Pastors goes to Bible College them two churches got together and planted that church you know why there's a church everywhere because you had to walk there and ride a horse there it took you all day to get there and them hollers and crooks hey man thank God them folks lived to go to church and man when you've been out there with God and you've been plucking your heart you've been taking lines and, and killing them by, with your bare hand just to deliver a sheep and killing bears and lions and watching God do it. This Them little giants ain't nothing somebody say amen. I'm so glad it wasn't about picking the right stone. He did get five stones. I know they smooth stones. I know they wouldn't field stones. They've been laying out there getting prepared. They done got the dirt in my... Amen. If you're going to be used, got to get the dirt out of you, somebody. Say amen. They done got the rough edge edges Somebody say amen. Knocked off of their life. Uh, they've been laying there with the water. Amen. Running over them. Amen. And thank God he picked five. Uh, but I don't see him going down through there. He just reached in there. They is all ready. He is ready for whatever giant came their way. Uh, I'm so glad. Uh, if you got God uh, on your side and he is. Uh, it don't matter how big the dogs are. Uh, amen. God can muzzle that dog. Would you say amen right there? Didn't make the cut. 
he lost his head. <laughs> Amen. He couldn't keep his mind right. Amen. Notice the Bible in 2 Samuel chapter number 9. Here's another dog. Read my text with me, if you will, in verse 1. And David said, Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul? I mean, I thought about it on Wednesday night. We got the cream of the crop here tonight. Everybody ain't going to be able to come. And I just want to try to, I just want to make, I don't want to see a smile on y'all's face and try to tell you, don't worry about making the show. Hey man, I'm fixing to tell you there's one we're going to make. Hey man, look what the Bible said in 2 Samuel chapter number 9. The Bible said, and David said, Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul that I may shew him kindness for Jonathan's sake? I'm about ready to shout right there on that. Amen. And there was one of the high. Hey man, ain't you glad God the Father, the sovereign on the throne, showed kindness for Jesus' sake? Hey man, y'all know where I'm headed at. And look, look what he said in verse 2. And there was the, the house of Saul, a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they had called him unto David, the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? And he said, Thy servant is he. And the king said, Is there not yet of the house of Saul that I may shew the kindness of God unto him? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan hath yet a son which is lame on his feet. And the king said unto him, Where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, Behold, he's in the house of Makur, the son of Amiel and Lodomar. And king David said, Sent and fetched him out of the house of Makul, the son of Amiel from Lodabar, I'm a Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan. Now the son of Saul was come unto David. He fell on his face and did reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely shew thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake, and will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father, and thou shalt eat bread. At my table continue and he bowed himself and said what is thy servant that thou shouldest look upon such a dead dog as I am I want to show you number two I thank God that's a crippled dog hey man who's honestly a corpse of a dog he ain't much, ain't much to be prized he sure ain't going to make the cut I mean but look here I thought about him I mean he's crippled according to the Bible according to the Bible in 2 Samuel chapter 4 and verse number 4 the Bible says this he was crippled because of a fall amen ain't we crippled today in our sin because of a fall I'm not going to re-preach that message but it needs to be said tonight hey there was hey man great God it was because of a fall in the past that we wound up crippled and dead and couldn't make the cut. Somebody say amen. Look what it says in 2 Samuel 4, 4. And Jonathan, Saul's son, had a son that was lame on his feet. He was five years old when the tidings came of Saul and Jonathan out of Jezreel. And his nurse took him up and fled. And it came to pass, she made haste to flee. As she made haste to flee, that he fell and became lame. And his name was Mephibosheth. Did y'all see that? Have no fault of his own. Hey man, he's 
lame. He is crippled, amen, because of a fall. And when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, that condemnation fell upon all men because all have sinned, maybe not after the similitude, but we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's just like we was. We was crippled, amen, due to the fall. A nurse dropped us, amen. One who was in care of us before we could care for ourselves dropped us. Are y'all with me? He wasn't just he wasn't just crippled. He wasn't just crippled due to a fall. He was corralled by a phony. Look what the Bible says. The Bible says you'll find this you'll find this man. He's down there in the house of Makur, the son of Emiel and Lodabar. He's in the house of a man whose name means seller. Hey, he's been sold a lie. He's he's not hey, he's not living in a pasture land. He's living in Lodabar, a pastureless land. Is that not what the devil does? He is a liar. He will sell you a bill of goods. He'll show you two well-dressed people sharing cocktails and martinis. And boy, they've got it made. They've got business suits on. They're living in condos in New York. But they don't show you 40 years down the road when they beat each other black and blue. They're dying in their own vomit. Their kids are scared to come around. Somebody say, Amen. Ain't you glad God got a hold of us when that great God in heaven, when the world had us, we was crippled. We was sold a lie. We didn't have nothing in the covers. We didn't have nothing. Hey, great God. They wasn't nothing, thank God, that would satisfy our hunger. We was in a pastureless land. We had sold a bill of goods. But hey, that ain't the end of the story. He wasn't just corralled by a phony. He was come after by a king. Somebody say amen. Hey, hey, I love this. As the king said, hey, hey, get me one of them servants, Ziba. Hey, hey man, I won't stay long. Don't have time to preach on Ziba, but he is a picture of the Holy Ghost. Amen. He said, Ziba, are you Ziba? He said, I'm, I'm him. I'm your servant. He said, is anybody left? He said, he is. I know where he's at. The Holy Ghost found him. Ain't you glad one day the Holy Ghost found you? Ain't you glad one day, hey, you're sitting in church. You might have been playing the game. Hey, you might have been on the bar stool. I tell you, the Holy Ghost, he'll go in the houses. He'll go in the bars. He'll go to clubs. He'll come to your workplace. Ain't you glad he found you? Woo! I'm glad he found me that day. But thank God he fetched me too. Amen. He said, go down there and fetch him. Amen. And Holy Ghost, that king sent that Holy Ghost down there, sent Ziba down there. He pulled up with a chariot. He didn't have the capability to get to the king on his, somebody to help me. He didn't have the ability to get to the king on his own. So he sent him a ride. Ain't you glad conviction? The chariot of conviction pulled up in your pew down our wheels living at. Backed up to, to your door. 
Whoa! Loaded you up. Carried you right to the presence of the sovereign. I'm so glad I'm saved today. I'm just happy. I know I was crippled. I know I was corpse. I know I was dead in my sin. But he found me one day. Woo! He found me a corpse. He found me a crippled. But he carried me all the way to the king. Amen. Look at this. The Bible says, look, look with me now. Watch this. Look at verse 6. <laughs> when he got there, I mean when he was fetched, and when he got there, whoo! Bible said he fell on his face. See, he knew what he was. That first dog, that champion dog, he didn't know who he was. He didn't know what he was. And he was killed. Y'all stay with me. David was already anointed king. He was killed by hand of a king. But this old boy here, he knows what he is. He's been found. He's been fetched. He was crippled. Hey, man, he was corralled. He is held up back down, down and out. Hey, you remember when the devil had you bound? If God peradventure give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth that, may they, that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who were taken captive by him at his will. And when he, come, when he got me out, he jerked the door off, smashed the cage, and I ain't never going back in again. Hey, I'd hate to be, I'd hate to be one of them believed I lost it every time I thought bad to Great God in heaven, I'd be in and out, up and down. I'd get saved every hour, every 30 minutes, some days, every 50. Y'all might as well say amen. Oh, ain't, it, ain't you glad? It's just the grace of God. It's the favor of another. There's a Jonathan that stood up for you, Calvary. There's a Jesus that died for you. And because of that love, you're going to be spared. Woo! I say amen. I say amen, amen. Bible said he got where he was. He, he confessed, he fell down. Ain't that what it said in verse six? He fell on his face and did reverence. He recognized who he was in the presence of. <laughs> Woo, amen, amen. By the way, by the way, by the way, go ahead, so y'all know, know where we stand. Just want to remind you, by the way, when he got down there, Lodabar, down there at the house of the cellar, hey man, he sent the chariot of conviction, drove by the Holy Ghost to, to fetch him, to carry him. When he got down there, he didn't say, hey, uh, if you want to, you can come with me. No, the king sent me. When the Holy Ghost came to your heart, he didn't say, hey. Matter of fact, if the sheriff had the warrant for your arrest and knocked on your door, he wouldn't say, here, I got a warrant for you, and if you don't mind, sir, would you come with me? Oh, no. He's going to lock you up with the cuffs. He's going to bring. Now, you might not submit to the authority. You might have to stay there under conviction. You may have to. But, if, boy, if you'll just, hey, there's a pardon waiting on you. If you'll act right when you get in the presence of the judge, hey, ma'am, there's a pardon. Somebody help me. Great God in heaven, are y'all with me tonight? Hey, thank God he fetched him. And when he got there, he knew. 
knew what he was. And he fell down. And he started confessing. The words started falling out of his mouth. Why would you have mercy on such a dead dog? Have you ever thought about that? Why would the Father have mercy on us? I'll tell you why. Because there's a son that died. There's a son that was buried. And there's a son that got up. And he loved us. And that's why he fetched us. Amen. Fell down before him. Tell him everything. There's fixing to be a feast at his house. Amen. Notice what the Bible said. Watch your Bible. Watch your Bible in verse 7. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness. Boy, ain't that good. He's favored by the king. Woo! He said, Fear not. Just being in the presence of a king, it brought peace to him. The words he spoke brought peace to him. He says, I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan, thy father's sake, and I will restore thee. Look at this. He's not only going. He's not only. He's not only. Great God. He's not only going to restore the lands back to him. He's not only going to hold back repercussions that was allowed to kill every heir of a former king. He had the authority by the law to do it. But grace was saying, hey man, because Jonathan, because of a, <laughs> of a love, hey man, great God in heaven, hallelujah, I'm about to have fit in here. He said, thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. Did y'all just see that? He got real with God. I'm a dead dog. I don't know why you chose uh, mercy on me. And then the king called Ziba and, and saw a servant. Look what he said. He said, uh, I I want you to know I've given everything that your master had pertained to Saul to all his house. And thou therefore and thy sons and thy servants. He said, y'all going to go out and till the ground and produce some fruit. He's going to sit at the table and y'all going, what I'm saying is the fruit of the spirit is not the fruit of Shane Jackson. It's the fruit of the Holy Ghost. My God, working in a surrendered life. And if you'll keep feeding at the amen, at what the king provides, there'll be fruit produced. Is everybody with me today? By the way, they didn't eat till the king showed up. It don't matter how good you sing, how good you preach. Hey, amen. Unless the king shows up, ain't nobody gonna eat nothing. I say, Amen. Somebody, is everybody with me? Woo! Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. He fed. He's fed. Verse 7. Verse 10. He's fed. I love this. My feeble chef, thy master's son, shall eat bread all way at my table. He said he's going to eat. And then the Bible said he's going to, hey. It said he's going to eat bread continually. Verse 7. He tells Ziba he's going to eat bread all way at my table. If continually ain't enough, always good. Y'all remember I preached that message on always and always. Always is something that will never end no matter the circumstances. Most of the time always in your Bible is referred to if requirements are met. What I'm saying is he's declaring a statement. 
no matter how bad, amen, of a person he is, he's going to sit at my, are are y'all with me? When when you get invited to the king's table, you ought to dress like the king's son, you ought to talk like the king's son, you ought to act like the king's son, because you get to eat with the king. Are y'all with me today? Oh my, have mercy, amen. Hallelujah, he's favored, he's fed, according to verse number 13, notice this, and Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he did eat continually at the king's table and was lame on both his feet. He, wait just, he ain't got healed yet. And according to the Bible, he ain't never going to get healed. Is everybody with me? Some things that happened to us in our past, we may carry the scars or the effects all our life. But when your feet is underneath the tablecloth of grace, you can't see there's any difference between you and the man that can walk on his legs. Ain't you glad today that you got a seat at the table? Hey, man, hey, you, hey, when the king shows up, you can eat. But because the king declared it and the Holy Ghost is working, there's going to be fruit produced, and you're going to get to eat at the table continually. You're going to get to eat always. Hey, man, thank God. And, and, and again, in case they didn't get it the first time, continually again. I don't know about y'all. I like it when God says something three times. I like it when he says it once. But three times, it's settled. It's it's done at the mouth of two or three witnesses. Let everything be established. It's unchangeable. And by the way, oh my God, have mercy. He's fruitful. He's fed. He's favored. Hey man, look like everybody else at the table. But here's one thing I love. Here's one thing I love, Miss Rhonda. The king never brought up. Look in your Bible. King James rightly divided. Never brought up about him being crippled. Never did say. I don't know how you got Never did bring it up. But the only thing they brought up was Jonathan. Boy, I'm going to tell you. Hey, church, y'all look up and hear me. It don't matter about your past. Hey, that past is the past. It's done with this under the blood. That stuff's been forgiven. Don't let the past define your future. Folks can't live for God because they're tripping over the past. Hey, that stuff's under the blood. That stuff's forgiven. I mean, after you're saved, ain't you been back to Calvary? Ain't you got forgiveness for it. Ain't you been back there? Amen. And got cleaned by the same blood that converted you. Ain't it good to know that if you'll confess your sin he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin. And He's faithful and he's just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Are y'all with me? Never brought it up. But they did keep bringing up Jonathan. Boy ain't God good. Amen. Turn your Bible. Turn your Bible over. Let me look at one more. Matthew chapter number 15. <coughs> that person died at the hand of a king. Yes, sir, David was already king. That second one died, y'all, y'all with me? In the house of a king. First one died, didn't know what he was. They called him champion. He was the world's champion. But he died at the hand of a king. That second one was crippled. But he died at the house of a king. Woo! Thank you, Lord. But in Matthew 15, look at verse 21. Then Jesus went thence and departed to the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried, 
unto him, saying, have mercy on me. Amen. Some of y'all already about to shout. You know where I'm going. Amen. Oh, Lord. Notice, notice this next part. Thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. And he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I'm not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And then came she and worshipped him, saying, look now, Lord, help me. Oh, my God. She got honest, didn't she? Amen. But he answered and said, It is not me to take the children's bread and to cast it to the dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs, <laughs> which, hey, which, great God, which fall from, I love his crumbs, which fall from their master's table. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Hey, I want to say, hey, thank God. I'm glad, listen, every dog don't make the cut. We're talking about three dogs. I didn't make the show. That first one was a champion dog. He was killed by the hand of a king. He didn't know who he was. That second one was a crippled corpse of a dog. He wasn't fit for nothing. Nobody wanted him. Hey, man, he has sold a bit of lies, but thank God he was found, fetched, fell down, found favor, fed, and fruitful. I, I'm about to have fit on that. Amen. Woo! And there's a whole lot more. Amen. Thank God. Look down there. He looked like all the other sons. Matter of fact, the Bible says, I, I didn't even mention this. Let me throw this in there. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Fresh in from the heaven. <laughs> Woo! There's a mention of his fruit. There's, uh, there's a mention of his favor. There's a mention of his past father. Thomas, are, are y'all with me? Amen. But though. Great God in heaven. Hey, is everybody with me? Thank God. I'll tell you what. They, they was a mention of his future. <laughs> Woo! But they was a mention of his new family. He said he's going to sit as one of the king's sons. <laughs> Woo! You might have been in that ragtag outfit. But great God, you've got a new family. Oh, Lord. Are y'all with me? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Look, look what the Bible says in Matthew 15. Matthew 15, not a champion dog. No, not a champion dog that died by the hand of a king. We're not in 2 Samuel 9 looking at that crippled corpse of a dog that was fed in the house of a king. But now we're looking for a crumb begging dog. Hey, man, a crumb begging dog. He says in our text, I'm not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshiped, saying, Lord, help me. He answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and cast it to the dog. Did y'all see that? That word looked up, and this is what it means, big dog. She says in verse 27, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs. Here's what she said. I'm not even a big dog. The word she used means little dog. Not, not even, <laughs> not fit for a watchman. Amen. Not fit for working. <laughs> Amen. Just fit to wander around in the back alleys. Hey, but thank, ain't you glad? Hey, man, hey, hey truth is, we ain't no big dog. Truth is, we are a crippled dog. Hey, but I'm glad now that I'm saved. Now that I've came to the Lord, I'm a crumb-eating dog. Somebody say amen. Woo! Hey, I'm not a champion dog. 
dog. Amen. I'm not a, I'm no longer a crippled dog. I'm no longer a corpse of a dog. I'm a crumb eating dog. Amen. Notice this. He refused to answer her. In verse 23, he wouldn't even acknowledge what she said. Y'all see that? And he answered her not a word. Notice, why did he do that, Brother Tony? Because she tried to approach the Lord as a Gentile. I'm going to prove it to you. Look in our text. Coast of Tyre and Sidon, a woman of Canaan, verse number 22. Are y'all with me? She came as a Gentile trying to approach the Messiah on the level of a Jew. We as Gentiles don't become Jews before we get saved. Are y'all with me? They, they call him Lord, the son of David. But she gets honest, and she's not talking about her daughter no more. She's talking about her. And notice what she says. She uses the word Lord. Now, ain't you glad when you get honest? You don't try to act like somebody you ain't. <laughs> Amen. You don't try to drink God. You don't try to come by way of the law. You just come by way of grace. And the Holy Ghost inspired Paul to say, nobody can call him Lord except by the Holy Ghost. And she's under Holy Ghost conviction. She says what she is. He, did, he refused to answer her. In fact, he rebuked her until she got honest and repented, called him Lord. Then notice this, he rewarded her. She got honest, she said, truth, Lord. See, this dog is a truthful dog. She's coming clean, she's calling him Lord. She's admitting the truth. She says, truth is, I'm not even a big dog, I'm a little dog. But she's a trusting dog. See, this woman's poor, she's in need, she's in the mess. And I don't know if y'all have ever had stray dogs come up. Anybody here? have any kind of uh, acquaintance with stray animals, anybody? If you ever feed them, they ain't never gonna leave. I'm trying to make calm, right? I gotta hold on to something. <laughs> she ain't leaving. She done found the best bread she's ever ate, and she ain't leaving. <laughs> I say amen. She's found the best bread. She ain't leaving. This ain't dog food. This ain't dog food. This is bread. Manna. Hallelujah. Woo. You can't kick a dog out when they find food. Say amen. <laughs> Amen. She's trusting dog. Amen. She's a truthful dog. But she's a triumphant dog. When it's all said and done, he rebuked her. He said, look, I'm not even sent to you. He didn't even acknowledge, refused to answer her. He rebuked her. But when she got honest, when she repented, when she confessed, when she told him the truth, when she said, I'm not even a big dog, I'm a little dog. I'm not good for working. <laughs> I'm not gonna win no show. I just, little dog wanders around. But I found bread, I ain't leaving. The Bible says, Jesus said, oh woman, great is thy faith. Show me a Jew, he said that about. There ain't but one 
Hey, what I'm saying is, think about this. God showed us in type shadows and pictures all through the Old Testament. Where did he send Elijah? He didn't send her to a Jewish widow. Send her to a Gentile. We've always been in class. Is everybody with me? Great. Amen. It ain't never been the first birth. It's always the second birth. Hey, man. It's always hey, Joseph, Esau, and J- y'all, y'all with me? Hey, man. Thank God. I'm glad I got born again. I'm glad I got brought in the family. I'm glad I found favor. I'm glad he gave me faith. I'm glad he let me fall down. I'm glad he let me repent. I'm glad I've been rewarded. You say, preacher, what you been? I've been saved. My name's in the book. Hey, listen, y'all look at me. Hey, I'm, I'm talking about I'm a registered dog. <laughs> I'm on somebody's books. Woo! <laughs> All dogs ain't going to heaven, but you looking at one that is. I say amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm registered dog. Y'all with me? Oh, my daddy, he killed a dog one time. Old coon dog. Because it was, it was run trash. He killed it. Said he ain't feeding it. Boy, ain't you glad God don't do you like that? Run with anything. Run after anything. And God trained you. Amen. Hallelujah. Fetched you. I say amen. Daddy had another dog, Sue. Night champion. I mean, one off the eastern seaboard. Supposed to take her to some big outfit out Midwest, never took her. Regretted it to this day. She died, I think, Parvo, not long after that. Normally, pups die like that. But some odd thing, she died. But she was a trophy case dog. Nobody didn't want her. Everybody thought she was trashy. My old daddy, I'm about to get, have a fit. Somebody help me. He, 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 just, <laughs> he loved on her. Built her a nice house. I mean, it had a cement floor in it. Had its own septic system. Sprayed that stuff. Just went right in its own little septic thing. Had little feeders. I'm talking about took care of that dog. And I loved that dog. That dog won trophies. Run circles around them bigger dogs. Hey, man, you say, preacher, that ain't me. Hey, look, hey, I'm, I'm not a champion dog. I used to be a crippled dog, and now I'm a crime dog. I know I've never, I've never went to a show. I've never made a show, but I'm going to make the sore. Somebody say amen. Amen, I'm fixing Hey, when God comes back, he's going to load me up in the dog box, and I'm going to the house. I ain't going to have to walk home. Hey, I'm talking about God. He's taking me out of here. I'm talking about Y'all pull in real close. One day when the horn toots and I scoot, I'm going to be dog gone. Somebody say amen. I say amen. I'm going to be dog gone. I'm going to be out of here. I not made the show, but I will make the sore. I'm going, I'm getting out of here. I'm gone. I'm a trophy case. I ain't much. I don't look like much, but God pets me. He loves me. He feeds me. He cares for me. I'm one of the family. I thank God that he loves old dogs. Miss Rhonda, you come. Let's all stand.